I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of a land upon which this podcast is recorded and pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening here today. Jessica Ann. And before we get into today's incredible episode with Laura Grady, I wanted to share that today's interview was recorded a number of months back. So as you can imagine, there have been things that have grown and evolved since then. So if you are yet to connect with Laura, I invite you to go down via the show notes, give her a follow in Instagram and check out some of the amazing things that are evolving in her world. She is a coach that I have so much respect and love for. And she's someone that I continue to see evolve with such deep integrity in the way that she serves. So definitely inviting you to do yourself a favor and at the very least, give Laura a follow because her content is always so profound. And I also wanted to give you guys an update just in case you were yet to know. The school that I have founded, the Artemisia Energetics Academy, has now got its own social media profile. So if you are yet to connect with us over on Artemisia Energetics, it is the home for all things MCM, my signature modality, the Metatonic Completion Method, and all things Artemisia Energetics. If you are yet to encounter Artemisia Energetics or the MCM modality, in my not so humble opinion, I believe it is the number one modality for practical energetics for practitioners and coaches to get profound and rapid results with their clients. So make sure that you go over and connect with this at Artemisia Energetics on Instagram. The details will also be in the show notes. So without further ado, here is my interview with the amazing Laura Grady. I am joined today by a very special guest who I am delighted to bring her magic to you. I have had the pleasure of knowing Laura for nearly three years now. If you are unfamiliar with Laura Grady's work, she is a spiritual business coach and mentor who I really do feel embodies this beautiful permission to do things in a versatile and unique way that is uniquely you. Um, Laura, if you would like to share a little bit around your magic. Hi, hello, hello. Um, So my name is Laura. I, yeah, spiritual business coach and mentor. I think that's a pretty good way to encapsulate, you know, where I'm at at this point in time, this week of uh, of the year. Um, but no, I uh, have been in this industry in the coaching space specifically. Um, I'm now in my sixth year in this industry, which is pretty phenomenal to be, to have stayed and stuck around for six years is pretty amazing. Um, and I have got a background in being like a mindset coach. I did that for quite a number of years. I've worked with thousands of people in that space. I've had lots of group programs, lots of very successful group programs, alongside of working with a lot of people on a one-to-one level. Um, And with that, a couple of years ago, started doing a bit of um, the mentoring side of things and helping coaches get their business off the ground. And with that, that kind of just slowly started to transition into where my passion was leading me, really. You know, that's where I really wanted to spend the majority of my time and my focus So it was a bit of a push-pull for a while of like, oh, but, you know, I'm known for this thing. I should keep doing the mindset stuff because I'm so well known for it. Um, But eventually I made that decision uh, probably about midway last year to really lean into 
solely doing the business side of things. But I still do mindset here and there when I feel the call and feel the pull as well. And yeah, it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey um, ever since making that transition as well. So five to six years in this industry, I'd also love for you to share just for the listeners at home that may not have come across your work. How old are you? I'm I'm 27. 27. I know I did really young. I did it as a baby. <laughs> so I wanted to pre-frame that because that would lead into my next question. What was it that actually got you into coaching at such a young age? Um, so I, I mean, I was studying psychology at uni and then I really hated it. Like really not a little bit, like despised it, thought what the fuck is going on in the university system? I still kind of feel like that a little bit at the time at, at the moment. It's obviously cause it's more geared toward illness than wellness. And I'm, I have a massive passion for wellness. Um, and so I was in yeah, I was doing my degree and then I decided, no, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and then I decided to study business instead. So I ended up going to do business at uni. And then I heard about, I don't know, it's like this like cosmic whirlwind where you just find out about a course and it was like, it was NLP and I found out about it and I, and I just had this weird gut, I need to do this. And I didn't know why. And I was like, this is going to make me a better communicator. And I just knew in my soul, I'm going to be better at communicating things, communicating ideas, conversing with people, getting the best out of people if I do this. And I thought initially that was going to be because I was going to do that with the business side of things, or I was going to move back into psychology because I was like, oh, do I go back and study psych? I always thought I was going to be a psychologist. Um, and I did acting. I've lived a lot of lives. I feel like a cat with nine lives at this point. Um <laughs> And I did acting and went to LA and did all that, all that kind of fun stuff as well. Um, but I, yeah, so I fell into the course and I did all of the pre-study hours. You know, there's like a hundred hours that most people don't do. I actually did it. So I actually did the hundred hours of study before I went in. So I'd already completed the exam, got a hundred percent of the exam and like all these sorts of funny things. But anyway, within a little while of doing that, I really, really loved it. Started seeing a coach myself and just went, I need this needs to be out there. Like how do people my age not know about this? And obviously I was so young, but I was like, this is such a beautiful alternative to a lot of what's offered right now, because all that was offered to me when I had a lot of struggles and eating issues and confidence issues and struggles with trauma. And like, there wasn't anything available really. And my thought was like, I don't really want to go back to the past as much. I just want to like focus on the future and see how I can you know, better myself and live in a state of wellness so that I can, you know, do the things that I want to do in life. So it was this desire to then have that shared with a lot of people. And then I kind of jumped into it probably a little bit prematurely now that I look back on it, probably prematurely, but it happened exactly how it was meant to when slowly but surely built up clientele. Uh, and then, you know, just was really consistent with it. The first year or so was a struggle. It was like a real slog. It was not simple. I had a lot of judgment, dealt with a lot of projections. Um, most, like pretty much all of my friends dumped me. I didn't have, yeah, even ones that I'm friends with now, we made up of course, but I had family starting arguments with me at the dinner table. It was horrible. Like I can't stress to you how awful it was to be a very young person doing this years ago when it wasn't a thing. Um, and so, yeah, I dealt with all of that, but then just was like, no, I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And then, yeah, I had some, you know, some things kind of move in the right direction and just really stuck at it. And, you know, here we are all these years later. 
to be in this business for six years in and of itself, I think is such a feat, but to have found this work when you were also really finding yourself, I think is mm. something that is, I, that's part of why I wanted to highlight that. And yeah. Specifically. Yeah. I also know that during this time, was this before or after you really started to get the nudge to integrate more spiritual practice into your life? I had a spiritual awakening when I was at the training. So I, prior to that, when I was young, like young, I still am young, uh, but when I was like a child, <laughs> I would have these experiences of, you know, seeing spirit at the end of the bed, knowing that the phone was going to ring before it rang, like having these like strong experiences and being terrified because there was no language to describe it. Um, and there was also, you know, my parents didn't really know what to do and they were sort of like supportive, but they were also scared. So there was all of that that kind of came with that. And so I really shut it down and suppressed it. And anyone who is deeply spiritual knows that when you really suppress it, your health starts to decline. And so my health, like I was always infected. I always had infections. I was always unwell, like just really wasn't doing too well. But then I, when I hit, yeah, that, that point, the spiritual awakening really opened up and then I started going to a circle. Um, So like, you know, mediumship circle and started practicing that and, you know, from that, it just kind of like evolved and, and deepened and moved as well, I suppose. But I'd always been, I mean, like I've had tarot cards since I was 15. So, you know, if that gives you any indication, of how long I've been sort of playing around with all of this stuff. It's been a long while. I was curious about your journey of being that when you first started coaching was still relatively a new idea. It was, it was yeah. almost like, I'm going to go join the circus, mom and dad. Like, what are you doing? Oh, um, yeah. It was the cult. That that was actually more of it was she's joined a cult. Actually, yeah, that would make more sense. So you joined yeah. a cult. At what point did you feel to come out of the spiritual closet in your business? I think I was about six months in. It was very early because I was like, I'm already fucking here. May as well dive in deeper. Like what's, what's the problem really? So it's interesting because I, I see some of the moves that I made early days and I was like, damn, I was fucking brave. Like that was young and like, you know, there's a lot of bravery that kind of came with, I'm probably a bit more careful about what I say, what I don't say nowadays than what I was back then, if that makes any sense. But I came out with it pretty quickly um, but a lot of my friends had always known that sort of stuff. Like I was always known, even in even in school, you know, people would always like, they, they kind of knew me for being into that kind of stuff. So it wasn't that much of a shock. It probably was a shock to people who didn't know me very well um, or who had just kind of like seen of me or heard of me before. So coming out of the spiritual closet, I mean, it might have felt odd for people, but to me it felt... It felt like such a natural part of my personality that I would just I was hiding for a really long time. So to be honest, it was just like, yeah, this is a part of me. It's not the whole of me. And I'm not, you know, levitating on top of a mountain like a monk. So, you know, I'm not like this weird human. I'm just like everybody else, but I have sometimes I have these odd experiences. It's so refreshing to hear how much you normalize this as a dimension of day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. Well- and I think that that, I feel that's kind of where you and I vibe in that respect. It's the idea that this isn't something that's just isolated to when you're meditating or isolated to when you go to an ashram in, as you say, meditating on top of a mountain. How was it for you? Because like the other thing too, for those of you that are listening that maybe again, first time hearing Laura speak, Laura's very, very intelligent, super analytical. What were you studying psychologically? Like what was your, your major? Psych. I'm still studying psych. <laughs> 
but you had an interesting interesting criminal psychology is that right am I remembering uh that no I just have done like I do very well in those those subjects because I'm just like how do people's brains work <laughs> I get very fascinated by why, why people think how they think and yeah so I'm not I'm not specializing in it though no okay so I've just taken a liberty there but though I remember that I think in a prior prior conversation you'd mentioned that that was something you were doing well in so clearly you have this ability to analyze quite strongly and having done business at university right so it's just like come from this really logical linear framework that you thrive in as well how did you go with integrating more spirituality in your business how is that process To be really honest with you, (laughs) I like laugh about this because I was writing stuff down previously of like, okay, what's these big lessons? I'm currently in the process of launching a masterclass, which is describing the last 18 months to two years and like the the impact and the, the shifts that I've kind of had to make. And one thing that I tend to do is I, on a pendulum of feminine magic in the energy side of things and the pe- the other the other side of it, the masculine structure, sales, let's do the thing. I have the tendency to be all or nothing in one or the other, right? So when I lent into the feminine magic stuff and like when, and not even just like the magic side of things, because not really magic, but more just the spiritual side of things, I went so hard into that, that I almost was so neglectful of the strategy and which is really interesting. So my lesson and my integration over the last probably two years has been like, how do we, how do we do both? Right. And that's where I've seen the most growth is going, actually it's the intersection of the two. It's not one or the other that makes you incredibly successful because normal business day to day, it doesn't even use, a lot of people don't use magic and we see all these majorly successful businesses or they don't even use the spiritual elements. And it's the same way that like a lot of people in this beautiful feminine business, they don't even use any strategy, right? And they have these incredible businesses. So it's the intersection of both for me that I've had to really understand because I have lent too heavily where even some of the concepts that I've been describing have been so energetic that it hasn't been able to be digestible um, for people. And so my journey has been very much like how, how do we make it digestible, easy to understand, applicable and grounded in masculine strategy that that's been my journey recently, which is interesting. (laughs) So I go one or the other. (laughs) I feel that that's a pretty normal evolution though. I think that we go through like a lot of the women that I've worked with have kind of come from that background of, you know, high performance, like KPIs, that really hyper rigid masculine structure in terms of the way that they work. And so therefore the natural polarization is to the opposite end. Like, let me never, ever have to do a spreadsheet again. So um, that's why I wanted to speak to you a little bit around, I guess that journey for you and, and integrating these pieces. What do you feel has been, the most helpful the most helpful when it comes to integrating it all I think it's like this might this might oversimplify it but what I really want to say immediately is just understanding that everything has its place during different phases and different seasons, which is something that you really taught me as well, was like there are seasons to lean into feminine, right? You come, you come out of the, you come out of burnout and like extreme burnout when I had worked with you in the past, where I was coming out at the back end of that, you know, the the thing I did not need another fucking spreadsheet. Like at that point in time, my job was actually to lean into a lot more spiritual 
energetic work and that really was most needed but where I have a tendency to then go too hard in that direction would mean that okay I would do that and then how do we also maintain it and that's where the strategy and the structure comes in so it's like different phases phases and different seasons of your business will require different things from you and you know early days I both were needed right like both were absolutely needed but I lent more heavily if I didn't if I lent too heavily on the feminine I would get lost in what was my inner saboteur speaking and what was you know me actually needing to take that rest and take that break and so you know early 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 days like for a lot of my clients I'm like you need to be so fucking consistent because you're going to not want to be especially when you don't see any results you're not going to want to be consistent you're not going to want to show up for the strategy so you have to be, and then, in, and then also along this, at the same time, be integrating the energetics, be integrating um, the feminine side of things. And that's what, how I see things work really well for most people. But, you know, personally, I have been the high performer. Okay. We have to hit these goals, blah, 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 blah. And then completely cook my energy um, from doing that. And you know, again, different phases, different seasons require different things. I was, we were talking about this literally just before about how I'm in a different phase right now in a different season and I'm living for the spreadsheets. So, you know, it's just different things require different things. <laughs> I feel like there's one thing that I keep coming back to, and I, I feel this is probably something you speak to as well in your work, but I'm obsessed with the concept of the universal spiral. The more that I dive into, you know, sacred geometry and all these pieces, um, the spiral is just this recurring theme in nature. And I think that that seasonal practice in business, I feel that that speaks so much to that spiral. Like, you know, you're going to go through those periods where it is, it's the winter, it's the feminine, it's the, it's the dissolving into, into the void almost. Uh, And then there's those seasons where it is, it's more masculine, it's more fire, it's more initiating. Mm. With your journey over the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. I know that they had been a diverse range of things that you've come across how do you chickity check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself these days? How do I check myself? What do you mean is in like redirect myself? <laughs> so if you know that in the past there was that massive pendulization from one end to the other, like do you have a process of self-checking? Um, at the moment, so I can sort of speak to like what's been coming through right right now, which is like really prevalent to what I've kind of been navigating, where I have been, uh, I love launching. Like I love launching things. I love getting new ideas out there, programs, offerings, deepening into my own teaching. I love it. I absolutely fucking froth it. If I could do it all day, every day, I probably would, right? And I used to hate it. So it's a massive shift. I used to absolutely hate it and despise it. Um, But over the last little while, there was that, it was starting to get very exhausting. And I was starting to really um, get into a space of, hmm, this isn't really hitting like like I want it to, like, People aren't necessarily coming through. I'm noticing, I'm noticing my energy is not really showing up for it. I'm also noticing that it's not coming through as much as what I was expecting it to. You know, of course, with that, the finances are still flourishing because we get to have financial standards and all those bits and pieces, but just things weren't moving or shaking the way that I, that I wanted them to. And it got to a point where, you know, for me, I like to practice, um, I like to check in with myself. I, I like to journal. I like to sometimes do some embodiment practice. And I did an embodiment practice and I remember pulling some cards and then I had this like this literal voice say to me, you need to stop. You need to take a break. 
in terms of launching? And I went, no. (laughs) And literally within an hour, my coach had also sent me a voice message and was like, hey, just wanted to let you know I was on a walk and this really struggled for the last hour and this voice came through that you need to stop launching things. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) And so I was open to the message. I was like, something needs to change and I'm open to receiving the message. Like, what's the message? Bring it through. I'm ready to receive it. Um, But obviously I don't want to do that because it's not what I enjoy doing. So with that, you know, I am practicing the embodiment, the, the, you know, the journaling. And then with that have given myself that, that time, which is, you know, realistically until I launch something that's going to be paid, it's like a eight week period, which is a long time for me, a very long time, which to some people they're like, that's nothing, right? Trust me. Like you can, if you have your energetics right, you can launch all the fucking time. But if your energetics are off, you do need to take a break. So I, yeah. And now that I'm in that period. So realistically, I, I trust this, the, the messages, the intuitions, the inklings that are coming through. Um, and I know how to decipher the difference between part of me wanting to sabotage and cause there's always part of you, like this shadow always wants to just kind of keep you where you are. Um, and part of me, that's actually like, no, 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 this is, this is really prevalent and this is what we're moving towards. So, um, yeah, I suppose I just, you know, embodiment, journaling, how am I feeling? What's coming through? Sometimes I'll go see a medium. I saw a medium last week. That was fun. (laughs) So like, you know, you just do lots of different things, you know, it's fun. That's one thing that I had, when I felt to ask you that question, I love the fact that your practices are so eclectic and I feel that that is so reflected in your business and the way that you approach things. Mm-hmm. How do you know that something is is for you and for that time? Um, because the feeling won't shut the fuck up pretty much. Like, I'm not kidding. There's, there's <laughs> I've spoken to you about this and I have this um, container that I'm going to be launching really soon and it is a stretch for me. It's a stretch. Like, I don't really, I haven't loved talking about it. I teach it all the time, but I haven't loved talking about it. Similar to you with, before you kind of lent into teaching about magic, right? You're like, I know I need to do this, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, do I have to? <laughs> Um, but that that niggle and that knowing just doesn't go away. And so, you know, the more that I try to ignore it and I'll try and do other things and I have tried to ignore it and do other things, it just kind of won't disappear. And this is the same thing with the business side of things. Like, you know, last year, prior, prior to that, like I have run masterminds. I have had, so I've worked with dozens of people one-on-one in that space. And I was pushing and pushing and pushing not to lean into that fully and, I, it was there. It was just always there. The undercurrent was always there. And I went, you know what, what's the worst that can happen if I just actually lean into it? So typically the things that I like to resist and they, the, the, the thought keeps coming through, there's usually something there that I need to explore. So it won't go away pretty much. And I'm a manifesting generator and I can have a million ideas. Like right now, if Jess and I were to sit down and do like a strategy session, I'd have 5,000 ideas that I could give her of all the different things that she could do and all the different ways that she could launch it and like write things down from start to finish. And like, yep, this is the launch plan. Like I'm very fast with how I move. Um, And I also know that like my biggest things are usually the things that I have the most resistance around. (laughs) Yeah. Like in business, it's like business is embodied shadow work. It's like, come and reconcile this piece of yourself that you're really resisting. I literally had a, I literally recorded a podcast episode about this yesterday. 
of like the number one thing that I think I'm really good at is I really just enjoy being in business. Like I actually enjoy the process of launching. I enjoy getting to know myself. I enjoy the data collection that it brings. I enjoy learning about my audience. I enjoy learning about the people that are coming into my world. I actually really deeply enjoy and love that experience of meeting my own edges. And I feel like that's a big shift that a lot of spiritual people need to start to lean into, especially in this industry. If you don't love it, where do you think your energy is going? Like really, if you say that you hate launching, how do you think your launches are going to go? Right? Like if you start to lean into what if this could be a beautiful shadow work experience? What if this could be just as deep as my breath work experience, just as deep as like any experience with a shaman? Like what if it could be that? Just like imagine the possibility that you could have from all these launches and also how much more they'd probably take off. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I had to train myself. It wasn't easy. <laughs> I feel that that speaks volumes to I, I'm, I'm where my mind is reaching, just to speak into why I'm hesitating, is I was trying to remember where it sits. I think one of the most common fears, it's like one of the top two anyway, is that idea of public speaking. It's still one of those things that mm-hmm. terrifies people. And mm-hmm. I think that launching and actually backing your work and backing the thing that you're bringing through, I feel that that part of why that is one very powerful shadow work process, but the other reason why people really struggle with it is it's that level of public vulnerability. Whereas, you know, your shadow work, you know, your shadow work or your breath work, you can go and do that in private and you can be very in your four walls and go and have your process complete meltdown on the floor and then come and reemerge and pretend like nothing ever happens. But a launch feels so public. How do you support people to, to embrace more of the love for the process? This is going to sound, again, like I'm, I feel like I'm oversimplifying it because there's so much to it. But the one thing that's coming through right now is like, it's just actually no big deal. Do you know what's so interesting? I've had people in the past who like that people who have said this word of like, oh my gosh, but if I'm always launching stuff, people are going to look at me like I'm not successful. And I was like, it's really interesting because it's usually the exact opposite. They're like, wow, this person has so much fucking courage to go after what they're going after. And they're leaning the fuck in. That is magnetic, magnetic. Like I want to be around that right? And so to me, I'm like, it's actually just no big deal. Say the worst comes to worst, like your launch completely fucking flops. You can go back and look at your content. This is me going into my strategy mode. I would look at your content and then go, well, what was being said? Was this too airy-fairy fluffy, right? Were we posting enough? Were you actually giving it your all, right? And with that, you know, because people can say like, oh, but the energy was there and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, it doesn't matter. If you ain't posting nothing, like I don't care how fucking great your energy was. If you want to run an online business, you have to have stuff out there. And it doesn't need to be super duper extreme, but like it's it's the practice of running a sustainable long-term model so that if you wanted to step away, your team can take over that, right? And like, that's that's the element of this that a lot of people probably, you know, I can imagine spiritual people going, what the fuck she's too strategic no you need an element of me like this is how my brain works I'm like split in the middle (laughs) you need an element of that in your business right (laughs) where you're able to kind of digest and reflect and so I I think personally that like you know the worst that can happen is that it doesn't go well and great we'll just go back to the drawing board I see it as a beautiful game an initiation every single time it's just no big deal it's just no big deal and the more that you stop attaching it to your self-worth 
the better the better you'll be in the long run because it doesn't actually say anything about you. I've had launches completely flop, right? And I run a multiple six-figure company. I've been in this industry for six years. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. No, the long-term vision, I'm holding the vision. So if it's this launch, the next launch, I don't fucking care. It's coming. That's the way that I see it. And I think that I think that that's the stuff that people get to lean into, which will take the pressure off, but it will also give you the opportunity to then not force yourself to show up with a fucking mask of like, I'm this spiritual hierarchy goddess and blah, 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 blah. Like you don't need to show up having a performance. You're having real conversations with real people, which is really powerful, really, really powerful and very magnetizing as well. So that's that's the kind of way that I like to look at it, which I hope... I hope like eases the pressure for a lot of people because if everything's banking on one launch, I don't know about you, but every time that's been the case for me, it is harrowing. Like it just feels really hard. Even if you have things prepared energetically, you feel like you're stretched. And so I don't like to feel stretched in that way. I have made a conscious decision to never feel that way. So I always go, yeah, this or the next, whatever. It's fun. (laughs) And I love it. I really enjoy it. And I feel that that is testament to that, I guess, how do I put it? That's mm. like embodied magic in and of itself, that ability to, because there's a big thing we speak about in like occult circles is the idea of lust for result. It's like when you yeah. have an attachment and a lust for the result, you're actually energetically driving it further away. So when you're able to trust that it's always on its way to you, this or better always, it is a it's a magical way of of attracting things as well it's powerful like that and that that is the thing that people struggle so much even if they are teaching people magic they teach it like it's you're always initiated into lacking trust we are always initiated into feeling like oh my god i can't i don't trust that people are going to come through right? Fuck what happens if it doesn't happen? Especially if you've come off the back end of a couple of failed launches, which I have experienced that as well, failed, whatever that fucking means, right? But like, if you've come off the back end of a couple of like launches that didn't go so well, your exercising of the trust is going to be a lot harder, right? But that's part of your shadow work initiation. It's the same way if you're trying to manifest something into your life or you're manifesting a partner and you've had a couple of really shit relationships, just because you haven't met your person doesn't mean that they're not coming. So it's like we have to use the same kind of lens through everything and everything around business. But people go, if it doesn't work in this one, we'll see you later, I'm out. And that's like this real, um, you've got to do this thing for me, universe. And if you're not fucking doing it, see you later, I'm out. And it's so ungrateful and I've been that little brat. Like, I totally get it. You've seen me be the brat. And like, it's it's okay, but does it really work long-term? Probably not. And so I think that, you know, really leaning into that element of trust is really powerful. And where I really suggest for people, this is something that I do all the time. If I am deeply lacking trust, right? And this was probably, you know, last week, anyone who knows me knows that I've been going through like fertility treatment, which is very, I mean, brings up all the shit, right? Like it definitely brings up your ability to trust. And I was really lacking trust last week. So my thought was like, okay, I'm lacking trust in this area. Where can I manifest in an area that feels light, right? Where can I manifest in the place that feels light? And I was like calling in something in business, but then I was also calling in stuff around, I I wanted to see a medium. Obviously, you know, just because I can do that myself doesn't mean I don't also want that with other people. (laughs) Like I just, I love that experience. And so I said, bring up this, 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 
right? And then I'll know, yeah, I felt amazing. Like I feel you guys and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I did that. And like both of those things came through and it just reignited that trust and faith that like actually it's always working out, even if it feels fucking messy. And so it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And like that has been such a relief to me. And so for some people, you know, that can be in the business space of like, oh my God, it feels like it's not working. But focusing all your energy and attention on it sometimes is not actually a PowerPoint, which is why I say plan your launches a little bit, why I say have some content for the days where you feel fucked and you have nothing to say, right? Have something prepped, especially if you've had some pretty shitty launches. And then, you know, give yourself that opportunity to lean into trust with the universe, with God, with spirit, with, you know, magic, however you kind of describe it to yourself so that you're actually feeling that inspiration, but feeling held, as well so and that can come in so many different forms that can come you know with manifesting something at the fucking shops like whatever you're calling in like be able to lean into trust in a totally different area that is so separate to your business but it will that belief in that area will then it will it touches all things right it will then touch your business it will then touch other areas and it will loosen up the energy so that you're able to receive a hell of a lot more I love the piece you mentioned about where can I manifest in a space that feels light. Light. Yeah. Always light. That <laughs> when it feels was... heavy, you're always <laughs> pulling in the wrong thing. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. you know, all those pockets of attachments. It's like, you know, where all these, where the weight of it has, has I've made it mean something about my worth or I've made it mean something Absolutely. about, yeah, my readiness or whatever it may be that mm -hmm. your flavor takes on. So this, the intention of this podcast and part of why I was so excited to have you on is really about exploring this intersection between magic and business. But like what you were saying, like, you know, the strategic part, the part of yourself that understands the, the structure, the discipline, the routine, and the part of you that is deeply engrossed in the mystery and the magic and the energy. Mm -hmm. So for you, if you were to go back and speak to someone that was on the path that you're on, that you were on at the very beginning, six, six years ago, uh, maybe you can fast forward it a little bit if you need to, but I would yep. love you to pick a point in time where you feel that message of this integration would have been most useful. And what would you tell yourself? Mm, what would I tell myself? I think this is a big thing that I... I'm really saying to a lot of my clients at the moment, like I have a mastermind, I have one-on-ones um, and the conversation is always plan, structure, get good at business, exercise that muscle as much as you'd be exercising the muscle of being really good at coaching or really good at your service area, right? You have to be able to deliver a great service, but exercise the muscle of being a really fantastic business owner. And with that, a really fantastic business owner will create space for magic. So that's that's my big thing is like a lot a lot of people, I do see this in the spiritual space, they're like, but I'm a fantastic coach. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking care if you're a fantastic coach. Like, I mean, the best coach on the planet, if you don't know how to market your offerings, no one's going to listen. And that's harsh. That's a harsh thing to say. But like, it's also part, if you have this deep mission and this message that needs to hit millions and billions of people on this planet, it's part of your soul's coding to get good at that stuff. Just for a little while, just good enough to be able to hire more people to come in and then take it off your hands. But it is part of your soul's coding to be able to do that. So lean into it.
right? Lean into getting good at sales, leaning, lean into getting good at marketing, lean into getting good at content, right? Content is the, the best and easiest way for your business to blow up. So lean into it. It is actually part of your soul's mission here. You might think it's not, but it's just because it's hard right now. Spiritual stuff comes easy. Coaching comes easy. The business stuff comes hard. Doesn't mean it's not for you. It's just difficult right now. Gets easier. <laughs> but also like lean into it, like practice it and create space for the magic. So if you're in launches, I would plan out just a little part of it, right? And for me, I'm a manifesting generator. I hate having a fully planned launch. I'd want to fucking throw myself, you know, on the road. I would not be a happy girl. I don't like everything being so deeply structured. I like being able to lean into, okay, what's coming through today? What's blah, 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 blah. I love being able to do that. But I personally need a little bit of planning so that I have enough space for that. If I don't have any planning, then I'm like catching my tail. Fuck, what do I need to post today? Oh my God, I need to do blah, 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 blah. And I'm feeling frazzled. And that's a major repellent for people coming into my world. So the masculine stuff, being good at marketing, being good at sales means that any ideas come through, they come through that filter of a great business owner. They're not just coming through a filter of an amazing spiritual person or an incredible coach or incredible service provider or whatever it might be. It's coming through a different lens. Um, and I would also change your identity. I literally recorded, this is so funny because I recorded a podcast on this too yesterday <laughs> where give yourself the opportunity to identify as a business owner as well. A lot of people do not even identify as a business owner. Therefore, they're so shit with their money. <laughs> they do not spend any time looking at it. They're terrible when it comes to marketing and sales and content. They're just like constantly playing in the energetic space and the field. And it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But if you identify as a business owner, you'll actually show up for the things that you need to show up for that create a healthy, sustainable business and that bring cash flow and actually, you know, breathe life into the business as well. So if you identify yourself as a business owner alongside the service that you provide, it will change the game for you completely as well. So those are the things that I would talk about, I suppose. It's a lot. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I was thinking when I was asking the question, I was like, I wanted to see what, what was the goal that you felt that, you know, if you had to condense down the last six years, what would you want to know? So I feel like, you know, it was an adequate answer to a big question. Like, you know what I mean? Question. I feel <laughs> a very adequate, <laughs> above adequate, you know what I mean? To say you, you had, uh, you really did get down to the nitty gritty of it. And it still required a lot of words because it was a big question. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know that you have a secret squirrel thing coming. So I'm not sure if mm -hmm. we can speak into that, but in terms of people getting into your world, how is it best for people to connect with you? Come to my masterclass. I don't know when this is coming out, but I presume it will be before it, it goes live. Um, but yeah, come to my masterclass. It's called Seen, Heard and Banked. And this is basically going through the last 18 months to two years of growth in the industry for myself. And so I'm really explaining different energetic codes and a lot of strategic principles that I've needed to, to embody and integrate to be able to continue to grow as a, an online business owner um, in this sort of climate and in this space. With that, I... I'm sharing it in such a way that there are niggles and there are pieces that are actually very easy for you to integrate yourself. So yes, I'm talking about my experience, but if you bring your journal, you're going to get so much out of it just from like, actually, I'll explain, do this, right? I'll play with this, play with this concept, right? In such a powerful way. So it's a totally free masterclass. 
Um, you know, we talk about, you know, last year alone, I went away for a couple of weeks, literally three and a half weeks. I suffered a loss. I was on fertility treatment and we had a six figure quarter. And that comes from intention. That comes from a lot of these strategic and energetic practices that I lean into um, surrounding business. And I'm just spilling all the tea on it. So make sure that you join that. And then I have other courses, containers, one-on-one work. You can always DM me about one-on-one. I have a couple of spaces opening up in June. Um, but there's so much exciting stuff coming and you can also listen to my podcast. It's called the spiritual business podcast, um, which I'm going to have Jess come on to in a minute. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of places to lean into Laura Grady with two wise is my Instagram as well, but I'm sure that this will probably be in the show notes. So I presume it'll all be there anyway. (laughs) I'll definitely pop Laura's details on her bio down in the show notes. So definitely go and give her a follow because Her content is spectacular and just being in her vortex is a gift. So thank you for joining us, Laura. Thank you. (laughs) 